1: hello
2: hello it is me it is me your true hill phenom sp3 we are live on the sports Theater wrestling youtube facebook and twitter for another edition of smack talk i am in the lead chair this week rick Uchino is the man on the site he is in cleveland ohio for the latest edition of smackdown he's gonna join us in a little bit but of course I am here with the legendary Dutch mantel Dutch how you doing tonight
1: oh I'm doing I'm doing great tonight. hey we got a lot a lot of stuff to talk about tonight and because when I'm kind of uh, interested in something which I was tonight we got a lot a lot to talk about and I, I love the way that it was booked tonight I love the way it was laid out it was almost it was almost perfect really I don't think they could have You know, I want to knock something so bad, but there was nothing knockable tonight. Uh, I I enjoyed the show. I liked the show. And uh, I was going to bring up because tonight is the opening night of the Olympics. And that's what SmackDown was going up against. But I think their rating, I think we just talked about that right before we went on the air. I think their rating last week was over $2 for both hours.
2: It was, and
1: I, and I I may be wrong. I don't know. I'm guessing I'm just, but I think, you know, you don't know the quality of a show till you see it, but tonight if people watch this, I think they stayed tuned to, to the last hour and they did have some surprises on here, but they were surprises that, uh, that I liked. So, and I think, you know, we've been talking for, I don't know, weeks and weeks and weeks about Roman not having an opponent remember us talking about that and said to? we were he he, he, who's he gonna go against he has an opponent now he has john cena and let me ask you this when they ran the list of all uh, all the tour cities that they're going to is cena on those cards
2: Yes, he is. They announced this week the uh, basically Summer of Cena with uh, him making appearances. He's going to be on every single SmackDown from here on until SummerSlam. And he's going to appear on two different uh, episodes of Monday Night Raw besides the one that he was on this week. Dutch, this is the first time we're seeing you since Money in the Bank. What was your thoughts on his return at Money in the Bank before we get into things on tonight's SmackDown?
1: Well, I I did see the, uh, the recap of it. I thought it was good. I thought it was great. He didn't need to do any more than what he did because the people have already taken the pay-per-view. All he has to do now is push him and reigns. And so, uh, so let's go into his, his intro tonight. Yeah. John Cena got Roman reigns over more tonight than Roman got himself over in the last three months because Cena talking about him and as the head of the table and acknowledge and all this kind of stuff, he brought it all to a head and he says, Hey, and he, he brought the fans into it. He wants everybody to stand up if the Roman reigns vans and, you know, and he got the crowd involved in it. And I think, uh, he did more to advance Roman reigns than Paul Heyman and Roman have done on their own for the last 3 months just for talking about it you agree
2: uh, and acknowledging Roman Reigns is always going to put him over and someone like John Cena acknowledging him and I just got to say I just got to say it once I've said it a couple of times John Cena it only took him 20 years almost but he is finally the babyface that WWE always wanted him to be because tonight was no different from the Monday Night Raw an all-time pop at Money in the Bank but tonight he was he was the most over guy when as soon as the music hit Rick Eugino put up on uh, Twitter that it was so loud in the building all the fans are so happy to see john cena and the fact that he's in a feud with roman reigns yeah it does elevate him because you know john cena's at that status where he gets the legends pop he's considered a legend of the business so by basically coming in and all he's focused on is roman reigns you're you're definitely right it elevates roman reigns in the eyes of the fans
1: tremendous so And that was like that was the start of the show i thought i wasn't gonna be able to see the the show because i'm watching tv and all of a sudden i heard this big crack of lightning i mean a thunder and then lightning Uh Oh, and i said oh and then this then my cable went out and i said robbie i mean i was really looking forward to this show not only because of you know cena was going to be on it and i thought it would be a good show but because of the simulcast yeah and they've never done this before
2: no, See, what this we saw, brand new.
1: We, we saw history tonight. I've never seen, I don't know if you've seen it or not, but to broadcast a, a, a SmackDown, or Raw, I may be wrong, from two cities, I've seen pay-per-views done that way, but I've yeah. never seen something like SmackDown. And we'll get to Miami in a minute, which was another thing that, that we need to talk about. But uh, I, I love the first segment, and, uh, and, and what followed that first segment?
2: Uh, well, we got to talk about the first segment. Yeah, I was,
1: appreciate- I was going to bring up the second one, but yeah, I'm not through talking <laughs> about that either, but I'm all over the place because I, I enjoyed the show and very rarely do I enjoy a wrestling show because after you've seen 10,000 shows, I don't know if I've seen that many, but I've seen a hell of a lot and I've been on a lot, but you know, it takes a lot uh, to in, in, enthuse me about a uh, our, our wrestling show show i've seen so many and they all run together after a while
2: yeah this was the type of episode that got you excited for what's to come and the rest of the night uh if you're watching this right now on youtube drop us a like Share this video on all your favorite social media platforms. If you're new to the Sport Takeda Wrestling YouTube channel, hit that subscribe button. Hit the bell to stay notified because we always have great content right here. Every single Friday night, me, Dutch, and Rick, we review Friday Night Smackdown. But yeah, like you said, it was a hot open with Cena getting the crowd into the whole show. And I like the fact that Roman didn't come out when he called him out. I like the fact that it was Paul Heyman that comes out and basically telling him that the Tribal chief is going to be here that he was going to answer john cena's challenge and then him mocking the uh cena theme song just had me tickle it tickled me that was a great way see, to start the show to me
1: see that's the part i missed i mean my cable came back but it came in after all that so i i, I got to where is roman Reigns? where is he and then, it went so <laughs> and then i waited and, waited and waited and i said no don't don't tell me that this cable has gone out now so anyway But uh, since since, since
2: we're talking about uh, John Cena, we should talk about the ending of the night because that's what it led into with Roman Reigns coming down and he cut one hell of a promo like I've been very big on Roman reigns promo work since he's become the tribal chief the head of the table but I have to say Dutch he's stepped up his game because he knows he's going against one of the all-time great promos in John Cena and it's him calling out Cena saying oh I thought you were gonna come out with something new you came out with a nostalgia act. all I had to do was go on internet and yeah. look up John Cena from 2005 he was like it's always the same thing with you it's like missionaries position it's the same that was good every was good. single night what a line that was
1: just no a that was
2: fantastic good line and I like the the little swerve at the end with not John Cena coming out but Finn Balor and Finn Balor making the challenge to Roman reigns do you think that they are changing course or do you think we're gonna get off uh, Finn Balor and Roman reigns on TV in the next couple of weeks
1: I will get so I, I think that was a part of it was brilliant to tell you the truth Yes. Because let's say, let's say Cena has an accident tomorrow, God forbid, but now they've already put his replacement in place. So, and they just go from there, but he's got a replacement. Now you got to think, well, wait a minute, is it going to be Cena, or is it going to be Finn Balor?
2: Exactly. Because
1: this is the part when I used to book, I used to make the fans do the thinking, let them think instead of me, but I got, I, I'm covered. Like WWE is covered now, so now they can think, well, is it is it really going to be Cena, which makes Cena's house appearances more important because yeah. he may not be there at Summerslam. This may be he's almost doing a nostalgia last tour act, is what he's doing. It's, you remember the Eagles when he went on tour? Hey, this is the this is the end. Yeah, they only they only did that for fifteen years. You know, this is their last time we're going out. We're not going to do it anymore. And then they just keep on and on and on and on. But I thought it was a great show. And uh, and I think Roman, when he was doing his interview tonight, he was more relaxed. He was. Because he had a sounding board. He had those people out there right on top of him. And they, uh, you didn't hear any. I mean, they weren't smart alecky. They were glad to be there. Because now they're out of the house after this lockdown. Now they're talking about they want to go into another lockdown. I don't know. Is this ever going to, ever going to end? So, but anyway, I, I think it was, he, he had uh, fans to bounce his, uh, his interview off of. And he was more loose. And he actually showed more personality than he was showing in that Thunderdome. When they said yeah. that, no more Thunderdome. Thank God, no more Thunderdome i am so and i'm not the only one i hated no. the thunder dome it's hard to have a match i mean those guys got my respect when they was going to no people out there i mean when you start out in the wrestling business like i did 400 years ago you know i've been at shows they'd have like eight people maybe sometimes they'd have three people paid rest of them were family but they didn't cancel the show so and that's it's kind of hard to work in front of nobody and that's what they were basically doing at the Thunderdome, but now to yeah. have those have those fans back in there and have them attuned to what you're doing i mean it was a great show tonight i mean i cannot i cannot knock this any it was just i mean even the booking and even the timing of it was right on it couldn't have been any better and which shows the professionalism of w w e and its uh I mean even to book that in two cities yeah unbelievable unbelievable it, it's
2: it's a it's a uh Uh, it's a it's a praiseworthy endeavor that they did tonight doing it in two different cities Uh, the fact that they you know they kept the fans in Cleveland entertained and engaged the entire night that they gave a reaction immediately after the stuff in Miami they gave a reaction to the very next segment which we'll get into but we got to talk about you know what happened after John Cena's promo at the top of the show like we said Finn Balor came out at the end of the night and challenged Roman Reigns but he was also in the opening matchup, as he went one on one with Sami Zayn, and I thought this was a really good matchup in Plus. front of a a red hot crowd. uh Finn Balor looks like he's still on the top of his game, bringing that that work rate that he became famous for once again in NXT. And Sami Zayn was out there bumping and making him look like a million bucks. Though the sell job that he did on the shotgun drop kicks, like he was bumping around like a madman, and Finn Balor got the win with the shotgun drop kicks and. Then the coup de grace to get the victory in nine minutes what did you think about this match Dutch?
1: talking about the shotgun drop kicks yeah i mean who's there the guy what's his name that changes the shots the producer what's his name
2: uh kevin dunn
1: kevin Dunn. he did not need to sh- he doesn't need to shoot away from that <laughs> because when he hit sammy zane with that he was in the corner it looked yeah. like he had killed the guy i mean the work tonight was just was basically off the chart because they didn't do anything s- stupid. I mean, it looked, it looked legit and we'll get to Miami in a minute. I'll tell you how legit that looked when we get there, but, but, and Sami Zayn he needed the win and it set up his appearance at the end of the show. Perfect. I mean, nothing, nothing wrong with the booking of this show at all. The right people went over, the timing was right. The announcing was right. So I'm very pleased with this and I'm sure Vance is, somewhere like playing with himself because this show this shows <laughs> i hope not I hope, I, I hope he's not doing a jeffrey tubing somewhere but i think it was it was it was <laughs> it was a really really good show
2: i wouldn't be surprised if he's playing with himself dutch because money in the bank was great monday night raw their ratings was up they almost did two million on monday night raw this week uh and then you know like last week smackdown did its highest rating since i think about like may or the or at least the smackdown after wrestlemania so you kind of gotta gotta tell that you know having fans back has helped wrestling overall really like aew is doing over a million and you know wwe's ratings is up this week so it seems that fans being back has motivated more people to get back into the product and like you said before you know wrestling at Thunderdome wrestling in the empty arenas or wrestling in front of just you know a minimum amount of fans it just isn't the same of a capacity crowd and we felt that in that opening matchup with Sami Zayn and uh and Finn Balor, that would have been just like a pretty good matchup in the Thunderdome, but it was a really, really good, borderline great match with that hot crowd in front of them.
1: But they could have had the same match in the Thunderdome, yeah. And you'd say, "Well, it was a good match," but nothing, exactly. It, hey, doing wrestling without fans is—I mean, it's just not there. You don't feel it because sometimes you can see something that that might not even be good, but at the fans are in it you will kind of get caught up in their euphoria over it and get 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 with it yourself but anyway i, I enjoyed tonight's effort
2: i did too i did too we got to move on to we had wait a, a minute
1: that- wait a minute let's talk about a minute yeah. Cor- Corbin's appearance.
2: I was about to say that the, the backstage segment with our guy, Baron Corbin, who, who is hilarious. Once again, in my opinion, uh, Dutch,
1: uh, I like the, the where that Rick Cucino Ra- when you need it. He, <laughs> Rick- he, hate, he hates Baron Corbin, but you know, they keep putting him on there and it's, it's getting there. Yes. And it, yes. you see it. And every time he comes out, when he came on, I kind of laughed because now you had such a serious moment. Now here he comes, he's lost everything. The guy stole his website, got his identity, got his credit cards, can it go any worse for him? And the woman looks at him and he just walks off. It was
2: And he said, he he noted that he had to take the bus to SmackDown and that it smelled really bad. Have you ever
1: taken a public bus? And I was actually talking about public transportation the other day because I've taken it before, not the most enjoyable experience, because no. you don't know who you're on there with a drunk or fight or whatever. And especially when the people know who you are and people messing with you. Absolutely. So
2: and I, it, didn't, I didn't
1: like it. So go ahead.
2: It seems that we have we have a run in here, Dutch. You the person you were just asking for. We talked about Baron Corbin. We said Baron Corbin's name and he he appears. Ricky Chino live oh. on the screen.
1: Here we go.
0: It is really loud in here, so I can't hear a word you're saying, but I will uh I'll just get to my ear nice and close to you guys whenever you ask me a question. But uh my God, what a hot crowd in Cleveland tonight, boys.
2: I know you had to be enjoying that show. We talked about the final segment, uh, but what was your thought on Roman, uh, getting confronted and challenged by Finn Balor here tonight?
0: Oh, it was a hell of a swerve. Uh, I did not, uh, expect that to be coming. I know Finn has been doing, uh, you know, the, the kayfabe interview, saying he wants a shot at Roman reigns. I still don't think that, I mean, Based off of the dark match main event that we got tonight, by the way, that featured John Cena wrestling against the Bloodline alongside the Usos, uh, or excuse me, alongside the Mysterios, it's still gonna be Cena and and uh, Cena and Reigns at SummerSlam. I think we're gonna get this Balor match first, though, and it is going to be a banger. Uh, and speaking of bangers, Balor and Sammy, that was every bit as good live uh, here tonight, and the crowd was on. fire for Mr Finn Balor so it was a nice word I'm not buying it I still think Cena reigns is the match at SummerSlam
2: I think I think we're all on the same page there I, I me and Dutch kind of said the same thing I think we're gonna get Finn Balor and Roman reigns on TV which should be one hell of a TV matchup uh, we just brought up your your favorite person in the world Rick you Baron Corbin what was your thoughts on his promo and the backstage segment with uh Kevin Owens in the night?
0: We didn't see it.
2: Oh,
1: uh, you didn't see it. We
0: didn't get it in Cleveland. What we got was so they were showing all of the stuff at uh the, the Loud Festival that wasn't very yeah. loud from what I could tell on Twitter. No. Um so they were showing all of that stuff and we were getting a yeah, we were getting a massive uh six-man tag match. So what we saw like a 30-minute Mixed tag match with uh, it was Ziggler and rude and uh, who was the other heel uh, Apollo against Biggie Nakamura and Cesaro So that's what we were watching while everything else went down now. My seats were directly behind the video truck So I saw I saw that there was something going on with Baron Corbin I saw he got hit in the uh, in the nether regions <laughs> by a microphone uh, but I did not actually get to see the segment, so it was uh, a little bit confusing about what was actually on TV and what we actually got to see. But I didn't get to see any of the backstage stuff with Corbin tonight.
1: Well, how how was the crowd doing the the eight man tag? The crowd then, was hot.
0: The, the crowd yeah. was hot all night long, except for really the the Tony Storm match with Zelina wow. was a little bit quiet. But I believe that's because there's just not a lot of people there who know these two ladies yet. Uh, But when uh, Tony hit her finisher tonight, it was beautiful. The crowd got a nice pop. You could tell who the wrestling fans were when Tony's music hit uh, because they got loud. And then, you know, everybody in my section, including the uh, the, the ladies next to me, they're like, who's this? What's her story? So I'm trying to fill them in. You know how it's going. But uh, the crowd was on fire all night long tonight
1: great great i'm glad i'm glad to hear and you could tell even with roman's interview how happy and he was that there was fans in the crowd that he could play off of
2: oh
0: he was eating it up he was <laughs> eating it up tonight and my dude the, the line of the night i cannot believe like, we heard yeah, we, roman we, reigns
1: we were talking compared about
0: that. john cena to the missionary position on on fox wow that uh, that got a great pop uh, for me, especially. That was hilarious. And honestly, it was a great analogy, uh, to be completely honest with you. Because it's like, it is the same John Cena that we've seen in 2005. Even in the dark match main event tonight, like, he gets the hot tag. And I'm like, oh, here we go. Tackle, tackle. Uh, what is it? The, the suplex. And then he hits the five-knuckle shuffle. And then he hits the... Uh, AA, it's the same hot tag we saw in 2002. So, I mean, I get it. People still went nuts for it. So, you know, it is uh, it is what it is.
1: So what, what was the final match of the night? Uh, the dark match, what was that?
0: Yeah, so that was uh, Roman Reigns and the Mysterios against Reigns and uh, the Usos. Reigns okay. did not wrestle very much at all. He was playing massive heat. There was a moment where... Where it looked like he and Cena, they finally got in the ring at the same time, and the crowd was going nuts. And then Roman just got that smirk on his face and said "nah," and rolled out of the ring and walked away, uh, which let Cena and the Mysterios beat the Usos.
2: Okay, that's a smart, that's a smart heel. That's why I love Roman Reigns. So, so Rick, I know you gotta, you you you're busy over there. Give us your top three. Who was the top three biggest reactions of the night in Cleveland?
0: uh it was the the honestly it was the the three veterans it was edge it was cena and um roman reigns got a a a huge reaction as well i mean it was but finn balor's pop was great too like i said it's hard to pick pick and choose the three but if i had to go with the the biggest reactions it, it was those three it was uh it was cena it was edge especially Big E got a nice pop tonight, but uh, I think the guy who got the biggest pop for sure was Cena, but Edge was a close second.
1: Good. I and love, this,
2: that, love yeah, the, the Edge segment.
1: That, that's understandable, too, which goes oh. to show you that so, people say, why don't they go and get these veterans and bring them back? That's exactly why, because there's no get-over time. They're already over. You just bring them back, and you, know, you can do a nostalgia tour at any time. And you can see there's a lot of thought went into this show because Vince has been sitting up there in that ivory tower for months thinking about how to, and he knows how to do it. How, oh, to, yeah. bring I the, mean that, how to bring this that, together.
0: I mean, that's why he brings these guys back, and especially it's for yeah. the casual fans, it's the casual audience. Like, that's that's what they're playing to. That's, you know, they, they bring in these guys so they can get the. Uh,
2: ah oh, oh, oh got beat down got beat down jeremy yes. lambert from Fightful is <laughs> <up> here
1: <laughs> i'm hit, I'm, hit, I'm taking the chino out
0: v trigger this is what do we it. do this is fightful fightful.com y'all have a good
1: night we're out what an angle what an angle
2: they what worked an angle
1: and it didn't let us in on it Oh
2: my God. He, he teased it. Jeremy teased it on, on Twitter. So please, please folks go follow Ricky Chino on Twitter and send him your breath, send him your prayer emojis because he just got B triggered live here on smack talk by that evil scoundrel, Jeremy Lambert of fightful of the distraction. Me and Dutch, we did, we did a pay-per-view preview with him. So we wouldn't get that treatment, but apparently Ricky Chino, Oh my God! Poor Rick! Poor Rick!
1: Uh, he yeah, he, he, he deserved it. Hey, <laughs> what what did he say about Corbin? Did, did we ask him that?
2: He said he said he didn't see it. He said they oh, didn't right, they, right. they weren't able to see it. But I I love the Corbin, especially the second segment, Dutch. Yes. We didn't get to talk about that with uh with Corbin and Kevin Owens. This was the first time that we got a sense that Baron Corbin may be going babyface. Where where. Kevin Owens, you know, showed some sympathy for him. He yep. showed some, you know, some changing of his attitude now that he's down in the dumps. Uh, Kevin Owens asking him, is he wearing the same shirt from last week? This week it wasn't a coffee stain. It was a spaghetti stain because he yeah. talked about last yeah. week he has the the spaghetti out of the can. And um, he, Kevin Owen gives 40 bucks and he gets uh, he gets then <laughs> he gets and the- then gets robbed. <laughs> Then he he got
1: robbed by the Dirty Dogs.
2: He got the Shanti Blackheart balled to the balls, and then he got robbed by the Dirty Dogs. How much did you laugh at this segment, Dutch?
1: Uh, Well, I didn't quite laugh out loud, but I enjoyed (laughs) it because uh, the Corbin segment is is lighthearted, but they could very easily pull the trigger on that and make him a heel. I thought when uh, Kevin Owens turned his back on him that he, uh, he would he could nail him but that would be too soon of course but he could say change my attitude why don't you change your attitude and walk on?" yeah but see it'd be very easy to change him back but you're kind of liking him now because he's down his luck and all this stuff and and even though people said oh that's not true you know it it, he's playing a good character and that's exactly what he needed because he was dead in his other character he was just dead I i don't know and this is the way the best way to revive a character is to kill it and then regrow it. And that's what they are doing.
2: Exactly. I I like what they're doing so far. You know, me, I'm the person that was on this show and said he never saw a great Baron Corbin match. And I still haven't seen a great Baron Corbin match, but I'm seeing very, very good, funny segments in the last couple of weeks for Baron Corbin.
1: They're telling a story about
2: him. Exactly.
1: Now if he had the right little angle after this grows, and we give it time to to come to the rise of the surface and get done now you might see a good baron corbin match but he's got a story always trumps uh work always remember handsome jimmy valiant handsome yeah. jimmy valiant he never really had a good match just people just loved him so much it didn't matter because he made you feel good and when people beat him up you felt bad you you want him to get even you know those Steve Austin he could tell you and he used to tell me he said I'm never gonna be a good worker but I'll be a good character and he was his work his work was whatever it was but he (laughs) he had the story the rock he had the story even Undertaker was never known for his work. He was known no. for his character. And that's what I'm saying. you have the character, then you tell the story, you got it. That's all, that's all you need. I don't know what's so hard to understand about this. You know, you get your purist, your wrestling purist. They said, Oh, well, you know, it's a slow match. It was this. It was that. Hey, how many times have you seen great actors in crappy movies?
2: Plenty, plenty of. You time. know,
1: because the story was the craps. Yeah, I mean, just you're just not interested in it. But you could take a good movie with a great story and put an unknown in it, and you can get caught up in it. So, and and, I, but somehow, the, the purists they break it all down to work ethic and you know work rate and. That's that Dave Melcher influence on the on the business. It's, the work rate was down. You know, I thought one time what we need to do is take all these dirt sheet writers and we need to oh, can you, we need to rate them. We need to say their word rate was down a lot last week and it wasn't up to part of whatever. That that would never be true of Melcher because he is a, I will say one thing, he is a prolific writer and he can just he'll sit down he'll he can write you 200 pages in like two hours so yeah and
2: he's a he's a historian like for all the bad we could say about him he definitely knows how to write and you guys know how to write put your put your thoughts on this episode of smackdown in the live chat Whole bunch of people watching us live either on Facebook, Twitter, or YouTube right now. Share the link on all your favorite social media platforms. We got uh Romeo from True Hill Heat in the live chat saying, Is Finn being put in this SummerSlam match? So Cena doesn't have to take a second pin to Roman. Do you think that we there's a possibility? You did you did say that this um ending leaves the door open for in case you know John Cena gets hurt, John Cena can't perform, you know, he might. I have a movie or something like that do you think that they are setting up a triple threat between finn Balor, john cena and roman reigns for Summerslam, dutch i can't hear you dutch i think you i think you might have you might have muted your mic <laughs> <laughs> oh no oh no is it is it me that it's not hearing dutch can you guys hear dutch let me know in the live chat if you guys can hear dutch i know dutch is uh he turned off his camera uh let me know in the live chat but we're gonna i'm gonna move on and talk about we just lost dutch it's just me now (laughs) can if you guys can hear me let me know but i'm gonna move on and uh let you guys know um x up we had big e who it was originally announced that Big E was actually supposed to be at the Rolling Loud uh, Miami, uh, and he was supposed to verse Apollo Cruz, but apparently that match was changed. He came out for a promo, but it became a revolving door promo where everybody comes out and interrupts him. First, it was Apollo Cruz with Commander Aziz. Uh, definitely the fans gave uh, Big E a hell of a reaction, like Ricky Chino said, from Cleveland. They were loud for Big E, very excited. They showed clips of Big E's win at Money in the Bank, but he was interrupted by uh, Apollo Crews after the fans gave Big E a you deserve it chant. Uh, He says that, you know, it's nice that he won the ladder match, but it's not like winning a championship, like how Apollo beat Big E for the Intercontinental title. Then suddenly the Dirty Dogs, Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode came out and interrupted. Uh, They started speaking uh, and then Rick Boos with uh, Shinsuke Nakamura walked out. The fans were very loud for nakamura singing his uh theme song when all of a sudden cesaro interrupted and he came in uh he comes into a big reaction himself he says that it's going to be swing time here in cleveland ohio and he comes down and he we get a whole big brawl it it felt very haphazard and very just random but it happened we got we got Dutch back. Dutch is back with us.
1: Oh, I've had electrical problems all day. I remember I told you a little earlier I'd lost I'd lost part of the show. Yeah. was in this electrical storm and now this thing is messing up. And it was messing up last week too. I don't know. I don't know what the hell. But I, I heard what you were saying. What was the last thing you said?
2: talking about the uh the big e segment which i just felt was too random it was very haphazard how they did like the revolving door with apollo the dirty dogs uh since uh cesaro shinsuke nakamura it just felt very random i know it was to set up the six-man tag for the folks in cleveland while they went to the miami uh festival but it just felt very haphazard how they put that together
1: well they let they, they got it going and hear all these names come. Same names, by the way. But one thing I want to say, I am so glad tonight we got some new people. We got Finn Balor. We, he's new. We got Tony uh Tory Storm, which we'll talk about in a minute. Yeah. Then you got Cena, they're all new, and what a refreshing change. And which which was another thing that made made the show good, because you had different people that they hadn't seen in a while and they made their debut and, and it was good. I'm so glad to see that actually in that eight man tag or whatever they had, it was the same guys. And I'm (laughs) glad I didn't see it to the truth because what else can they do really? I mean, there's, there's no story there. I mean, is they all had interactions with each other, but there's no, uh, I guess contiguous story that connects that connects them as a group.
2: Yeah, they kind of have a story with Apollo and Big E, but I'm over that story. They told yeah. it too much. Like as soon as as soon as Big E coming out, and I'm just like, I want to hear what Big E has to say after winning the Money in the Bank, and then Apollo interrupts him. I'm like, oh god, not a fruck freaking another rematch on this goddamn show. I will not. I can't hey, take it anymore. So you cur- I'm happy. You, you cursed.
1: You need I, I came close. You, you, I came you,
2: close. Uh, uh, I. No, I, 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 I regret it.
1: Okay. All right. <laughs> I went freaky. I, 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 I don't want you to get canceled here. People are <laughs> writing sports feet. to, hey, blah, 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 blah. But anyway, but, uh, but let's talk about Miami a second.
2: Yes, because that was the next segment.
1: They went and they went right from there. You know, the eight man getting started with that big eight way. And then they went to Miami. Brother, that looked like to me. Now I'm going to go back many, many years. I'm going to go back 50-something years. It looked like Woodstock. It did. Remember Woodstock, how packed it was? I mean, yeah. that was their first super concert they've ever had out in the middle of nowhere. And, uh, where is Woodstock? New York? Uh, I think uh, it's New York State. I think Woodstock is. Probably. But, uh, probably upstate. And I saw a number. You know, I do closed captioning because I sometimes I can't hear those announces that well but i saw the i saw the number two hundred thousand up there did they say two hundred thousand
2: i'm not very i'm not very sure but it definitely looked like uh over definitely over a hundred thousand yeah i I, I I was one of the biggest festivals i may may
1: be wrong but and what is that festival what
2: it's a it's a hip-hop festival yeah uh yeah it's got like bobby schmurter was gonna perform at one point i did hear a we want bobby schmurter uh chant by the fans the fans you know i don't i don't know how well they advertised that it was going to be wwe matches for them but the aesthetics of it all just looked really cool really really uh like it was just different and, and oh, that it was, was different bad.
1: it was different it was, it was people from they didn't have walls but it was from to the horizon it it was people and they had one shot in there that i really like because i'm like a part-time amateur photographer but i know a good shot when i see one it had the sunset and the clouds and like a not a palm tree but could have been over the shooting through the ring what a great shot that was and then what was going to do that did they have a drone over the crowd that was
2: yeah Yeah, they had a drone a couple of times, and that just you can see the size of the crowd. It was really those were really great shots that they were getting of the crowd, regardless of them actually being in the into the match. You can just play that on replays and highlights, and it looks great.
1: Yeah, Chad Gable and uh, Dawkins. Yeah, they had they had a good match. Who was the uh, the the rapper who stayed around ringside who was that guy
2: uh, that was wale wale is the one that actually does the theme song for big e which that's why i thought that they were gonna have big e at the rolling loud so he could perform his theme song and have him come out that way but instead they had him come out uh get the crowd hype saying we we want the smoke for uh for the Street Profits. Then we had uh, Angelo Dawkins versus Chad Gable, which I thought was a fine match. These guys have it a long good. history with each other. Uh Dutch, they were actually tag team partners in NXT uh before they went to television and they both have an amateur wrestling background. Uh Angelo Dawkins got the win with a spine buster. What did you think about this matchup?
1: Oh, it was a, it was a great match. It, it's a great match against a b- great backdrop. It doesn't really matter if Chad gets beat or not. I mean, they the each really owed us in the team more than I- individually. But but it was good. What was – whatever came off of uh, Dawkins' arm or wrist or something and fell into the ring?
2: Uh, I think it's it's like one of those
1: armbands
2: that he has.
1: And, and I'm thinking – I know it happened, but why didn't the referee get that out? you think <laughs> Stuff like that bothers me. I mean – you know, if that'd been Kevin Dunn, he'd be saying, "Get that out of the ring right away," because you know they're sure. going to use that footage, and they don't want that. You know, we saw it happen, so it surprised me that they didn't tell that referee to get it out of the ring. It's it's a little thing, I know, but you don't leave, you know, you don't leave stuff like that in the ring. which I thought uh, either the referee didn't get, he didn't get the message, or they didn't send it. But yeah, he, but but it seemed like as a referee, he would known to pick it up himself and move it
2: he just he just went with the flow but that actually went into like a seamless transition from that yes. match- Into the SmackDown Women's Championship matchup with Bianca Belair defending the title against Carmella. I kind of like how they explained why Carmella was getting a rematch, even though she lost last week, that uh, Bianca Belair used her hair, and they made that a whole story where Bianca said, If you don't touch my hair, I'm not going to use my hair. And this was a good short match. Uh, It was just under five minutes long, but the ladies went in there. They performed all their moves. Uh, Bianca Belair got the victory with the KOD. What did you? You think about this match this week
1: uh I like the match it, it was the right length the right person went over but this tells you Bianca's Belair's stock in WWE where was she on this card she was uh, the top top of the hour yeah of the second hour and and she held she'll hold her she will hold the the viewers yeah because Bianca Belair what they got in her the the little girls like her the little boys like her everybody likes her especially the young kids and I'd hate to I'd like to see her royalty check at Christmas because <laughs> she will burn it down yes and I mean and that shows you how much they think because I, I said you know back two two months ago maybe three months ago that Bianca Belair was being held in high esteem and WWE, not only for her work ethic and her in ring appearances, but her, her merchandise appeal. Yeah. And, and her appeal to the young kids. And you looked out in that crowd, not necessarily so much in Miami because you had adults there, but you look out in the crowd in Cleveland uh, along the walkway when they come in the ramp. A lot of Tons kids. and tons, oh, tons and tons of kids. But WWE has ever, always operated under that theory the kids yeah. sometimes they would they would devolve the product down so far that it appealed only to the kids but after a while you know and i think what we saw tonight and maybe uh, here we go again i may be wrong but i think you you saw a reinvention of wwe you know what they reinvented you know the movie the movie matches when they just clip and yeah like like it's undertaker did yep you know you, you first of all you saw probably Mick Foley said, "Hey, I can do that." <laughs> even Rick Flair said, "Hey, I can do that or sting hey, I can sting do that." did and the thing is, yes, they can do it, and yes, people will be interested enough to watch it if they don't overdo it and this is his last match or whatever you know, it draw a it' draw a hell of a rating I think. All right, it draw a hell
2: of a buy rate. So uh, Romeo actually makes a good point here in the live chat. He says, if you put John Cena in front of that crowd, they'd be more excited talking about the Miami uh, rolling loud. They don't know uh, who these guys are. I mean, I, I like the aesthetics of it all, Dutch, but the one thing I didn't like is that they, the crowd could care less about whatever was in the ring. I, I even yeah, I made a tweet that if they did the Schmurter dance, they probably would have cared a little bit more about these matches. That was the one thing that I felt like was a little disconnect, that they could have gave these guys at least one major star to kind of get the crowd into things.
1: Well, this is my thought. I'm not a uh, hip-hop fan. I mean, I, I kind of like some of their stuff, but I couldn't tell you. And I used to be a country fan. I couldn't tell you now even one country artist because the genre left me. Yeah, now, country music is not country music. So if you're going to be the same as ev- everything else, the, the rock music, then you've lost me. If I'm going to listen to country, I'll listen to country. But see, I and I listen to hip hop a little bit, but not much. But I think uh, it wasn't so much. You talk about the crowd being there, not interested in wrestling. What yeah. about that? It was about the. You call it the aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, of the, of the image of the scene, all those people and the wrestling True. ring is right in the center of that universe. So when people see this in 10 years or 20 years or even a hundred years, they say, wow, yeah. look at that. They won't remember the fans if they even responded at all. That's not the point. The point is all those people around that ring. And did you see their setup? All those big screens? Yeah. How, how much you think it cost them to put that up? Now, I don't. I don't know uh, if the concert definitely did in, the, it,
2: in the hundred thousands. Probably. The, I bet
1: two hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. Um, to, to put that up, and it's not cheap. And I really like their. I don't think WWE. I think they advanced pro wrestling with that with that appearance at that. Uh, Hip hop concert. I guess it's hip hop, right? Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah, it's hip hop. <laughs> yeah, and and what they do that that will cross all the all the news organizations. Hey, WWE was uh, he was at this big concert and they drew all this uh, all these people, and and they will associate that with wrestling. Did you see Bianca Belair and Dawkins and Ford in that Dollar General commercial?
2: Oh yes, yes, yes. I did catch that.
1: I mean. It- they to me to that's, that's that's genius. Yeah, that's, they're, that's, that's they're trying
2: to make them crossover stars, and I think it's a it's a cool thing what they're doing with uh what they're doing with Bianca Belair and and, and in in by that they're doing with that with uh, Montez Ford. I I, li- I like that they're trying to make them more mainstream and more crossover, especially with the fact that Bianca's was working with Sasha Banks, who is kind of making her way into the mainstream as well.
1: Yeah, well. I think Bianca, she, she did that drop kick again tonight too. Remember that drop kick? I said, yeah, it, it, it still a little good. <laughs> here's a, here's a girl that is so agile that she can do the Kip up. Yes. You know, all the time I was in wrestling, I never could do a Kip up. I could do like a kick out and that's what it would look like, but I never could do it and here she does it perfectly, but yet does a one legged drop kick. Again, that's nitpicking. That's just me. But she's very talented, very good looking girl. So is uh, Carmella. And I think they represented not only themselves, but WWE tonight very, very well.
2: Yes. Uh, Like I said, my only nitpick is that the fans could have been into it a little bit more. But like you said, it's all about how the visual looked and it was a great visual there. And then we went back to Cleveland, Ohio, like we said. He had the Baron Corbin segment. Uh, it seems that he's going to be, he's going to be in some type of partnership with Kevin Owens because Kevin Owens made the save for him against the Dirty Dogs. What, would, what did you think about that tag team, Corbin and Kevin Owens?
1: Oh, it's, it's good. I didn't know I didn't know Corbin was so tall. How tall yeah. is he? He's, he's about five, right? Six, he has six.
2: to be like six five, six six. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he's a he's a big boy. But I think this has done more for the Baron Corbin brand. Yeah than him being King Corbin, now he's, he's at least has a light being shined on him. And now, and we go back to story. Once you tell the story about someone, it's easy to do something with him. Uh, and I remember when, when Owens come up to him, he said, hey, you were, you were like a bad person. You, were, you, know, you didn't care and for eight years or whatever. Now you, now you know what it's like to be brought down. And he gave him some money but i thought you know i just said this that if he just nailed him from the back that would be a way to turn it back but it's too soon yeah but now you're taking notice of Baron and corbin he's cooking they they put the kettle on the stove and they let it sit there and, and bring it and brought it to a boil. they let that simmer and when they get ready to turn it up you just turn the heat up on it and you got your product
2: they you got, you got
1: your, corbin you got your you got your meal ready and then he got robbed those dirty dogs build the sympathy yeah and he's laying there and because the two girls hit him in the, the <laughs> nether regions with a what was it A a, a t-shirt a, shirt or
2: a i think it's like a ball it's like a, a tennis a tennis, ball.
1: tennis ball yeah and he, he's laying there and you know Ke- kevin made the save on him even though kevin doesn't like him you know he showed his humanity yeah coming to his defense and saying hey get away from him and they that was perfect there was no need for them to get into a fight and there no need to get in a, a big brawl. But now they've connected those two. See, it's simple stuff. It's just simple, simple stuff without overdoing it uh, the first time they meet. I used to have trouble with, with this one guy, and he was a good booker, but he tried to do everything at one time. He wouldn't, he would just shoot everything at one time. But I said, take your time a little more. Let's tell the story. He never understood my philosophy and I didn't understand his. So, but that's the philosophy I've always operated on. Because now you got time to think about it. And the fans got time to think about it. And this show tonight, there was a lot to think about. And I think the people will remember this show for a long, long time. Especially because of, of the Miami portion of it. Hit a, I hit a, listen i've seen and been in thousands of, of of wrestling matches but this show here is was the most standout show this was better than a pay-per-view i thought
2: i think it, i think you should you should definitely go out and uh watch money in the bank money in the bank was great and yeah. uh, this was a follow-up to it but uh, outside of the the roman reigns promo which was my favorite uh part of the night I would say second to that was Edge's promo edge came uh, out to a massive reaction, massive pop. And he cut a really damn good promo talking about, uh, Seth Rollins costing him the universal championship at money in the bank. We lost Dutch again, hopefully he's going to come back, but, uh, yes, uh, edge talking about how Seth Rollins cost him the universal championship matchup against Roman reigns at money in the bank. He said that he's learned from the evilest minds in the business.
1: And- Dutch is back. Dutch is back. I Dutch. don't know what's wrong. I don't know what's wrong. It's all, right. I, it's all right. I have no idea what's wrong with my internet, but I've had trouble with it all day long because of the storm that moved through.
2: So. It's all right. We understand, Dutch. It's Florida. Florida weather, man. It gets and it,
1: it. And it, I don't understand the internet anyway. I don't understand websites. I don't under. I know how to read them, and I know how to put stuff on them, but that's about it. I mean, <laughs> when I'm looking at how to do this stuff, I said. I mean, I just can't do it. I just, yeah, I don't understand it because I've never taken any class. Which might be a thought. I might need to get educated on this stuff before I start trying to do it. Computer science. So, what were you talking about? I was talking about the edge.
2: Edge's great promo, talking about he's learned from the evilest minds, talking about he, uh, he's he been in the brood, he's been in the Ministry of Darkness, he got a huge pop for that Ministry of Darkness mention and uh, then that led to Seth Rollins coming out, he calls Edge grandpa and basically mocks him, uh, they, they talk about their past with each other, how Edge says that Seth Rollins is disappointed because he didn't pull the trigger when he uh, could have laid him out, could have broke his neck again in 2014 and Seth Rollins says he won't he won't uh you know hesitate to pull the trigger once again and then this leads to a whole big brawl between the two men edge hits the execution. then he sets up for the spear but Seth Rollins runs out I thought this was a great starting point for the build-up to SummerSlam when it seems like it's going to be edge versus Seth Rollins what about you
1: Dutch I like that because they set it up here and all all they would do they will maintenance this match it's called, you know, that's what it's called. You just maintain what you, what, what you have built, but don't go too far with it to give it away. That's my old saying. And yeah. that's what Eddie Graham told me this one time, And you know, a brilliant, brilliant booker back in the day. And I read the other day, oh, but what works, this is a young guy talking, well, what worked back in the day won't work now. Yeah, you're right. That's right. But now, but if you got somebody who knows to take their time and they learn to make movies, they learned to do wrestling matches. They learned to do songs. They learned, they need, they learned every genre how to do it, but still the basic facts still remain. When you're booking a, a wrestling uh, program, is don't go too far to where you can't back it up. So if yeah. you go too far, you give it away. You've already given it away, and so what's the purpose of seeing it? But they did. This was perfect tonight, like you said. They didn't. They give it. They started it, and didn't give it away too much. Now they got ever now see what they've done, the writers or the the creative people have a full board in front of them that they can go. Nothing is restricted, nothing is cut off yet. But if they went too far, it's like a board is here and if you do the too much the first time, the board feels half up. Well you've cut out half your room you can move in. So and they did it right. I don't know who I don't know who put this show together, but who whoever did it. Uh, they did a good job, but great, great. Job.
2: Definitely did there, and like you said, the the crowd was very much invested in the Edge and uh and Seth Rollins segment. But what they weren't too invested in was the next match, which was Tony Storm versus Selena Vega. I thought and Tony why, Storm- and,
1: and, and why and why.
2: Because they're they're new. They're both very new. Like Tony Storm is not is not known to the casual wrestling fans. If you don't watch NXT, NXT has a minimal uh audience compared to like a SmackDown or to a Raw. So it made sense that so, like she didn't get a big reaction. Selena Vega, she's only been back for a month, Dutch, but she's already got the Jobber entrance. So I yeah. don't know how 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 anyone can, can debate with me that this was a good decision on her part. No offense. No offense. I mean she's no, probably yeah, making yeah, a, a pretty a good ten- Say, but,
1: a good decision on her part to come back.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, as far as creatively, well, as far as creatively, I know she's making money, and money is 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 predominant over pretty much anything. I know it is for me is. In a lot of things. But as far as like, if you're a person who's she's seen from her tweets and what she said after being released, that she cares more about her principles and you know creative freedom. This is not it, and she was used <laughs> as in, she was used as. Well, as in, you know what happened? Everybody. I think,
1: I, I think the light bill came to you and oh, wait a minute. I, I might need to pay this bill. I won't be sitting here in the dark, uh, but yet she came back. Yeah. And she had to maybe suck a little bit of pride up, but it's better to get a check because now you know her, even though yeah. she got beat a couple of times, you know, her now it's just because somebody gets beat don't mean they're dead. They just, they're just playing. It's like a movie. You're playing a, a, a lesser role. But once you know that person, then they can rise right up. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm not
2: even talking about her losing. I'm just talking about the yep. jobber entrance. Like she, she's already. Well, she didn't in the get. Ring. She
1: didn't get one.
2: Exactly. Exactly. The jobber entrance is that you're already in the ring. That's the jobber entrance for me.
1: Okay. What do you think of Tori Storm?
2: I, I I really liked her and I loved her finish. Uh, we see a bunch of people in the chat who seem to really like her finish and how she looked here. She she just uh came out. She has a great look to her. Uh, she just has a certain appeal. And I like the fact that they positioning her as a baby face. She was a heel in NXT before she uh, got called up. But I feel like she's always been more comfortable and better suited as a baby face. And that finisher, a it was like a judo throw into a cutter. She called it the, they called it the storm one. That was a great way to finish and that got an actual reaction from that Cleveland crowd. Was that was the your forward row
1: with the with the leg hitting? Yeah. Is that it okay you know she did another move too that i've never seen or maybe i envisioned this because you know a, a kevin dunn doing i mean i, I i'm getting oh my god i'm getting uh, whatever you know some of <laughs> those changes but i think she did an elbow drop when she was laying on the ropes mm-hmm. and she came and her feet went out and she dropped the elbow
2: yeah, it was like a sliding elbow. Yeah, Well, I've, I've never,
1: I've never seen that before. Yeah, but anyway, made- I, I liked it. Now Tony Storm, you know, they promoted what three weeks? About so the th- people who weeks, didn't, yeah. the people that didn't know her from NXT UK, they at least got that 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 build up, and now they're looking for it. So I, when she was coming up, and I had actually forgotten. They announced her last week that she's going to make a yeah, debut. I had actually forgotten that. But I was looking forward to her coming out, and I wasn't disappointed at all. Because she's a, she's a good-looking girl, great look to her. She's, she doesn't weigh 110 pounds, and she looks like she could go. Yeah. And that, so, anyway, I, I enjoyed I enjoy the match, and it went the perfect time. Because a lot of girls' matches kind of you, you get lost in some of their – I mean, even a short match, you know, they act like they don't know what to do. This girl did. How long has this girl actually been a wrestler, been a performer?
2: Uh, She's been wrestling since she was about 14 years old, so almost a decade now. She's only uh, 24, 24 years old, so she's got a lot of time ahead of her. And she gives me, like, the vibes of a Trish Stratus as far as like her look and her appeal. And I think she has a bright future for sure. You know, a bunch of people loved her debut here, calling her a future champion. And she's been a champion at every stage of the game, whether in Japan, in the UK, NXT UK. So I'm hoping that she gets that same success on the main roster.
1: Well, she is not like some girl that just came off the independent circuit. Yeah, She come up through the ranks. She come up with NXT UK so they know what she can do. And they know what they've done with her there. And I do think that she will be, she, she will get a title. She, she'll be in the mix because uh, I'm thinking, I think her and Balaka Belair would be a hell of a match.
2: It already, really was
1: Already. Because both of them are physical. Both of them uh, great looks. And I, I, I haven't heard her interviews. Does she talk well?
2: Yeah, she talks very well.
1: Okay, then she she's got it all. Then, so I'm looking forward to her. I, you put me down as a, a a Tory Storm fan right now. You're, I'm a, Tony, a, you're I'm a. I'm I'm a Stan. What is a Stan? That's like a. <laughs> what is that? It? S T A N. What's it? like? It's a, like the
2: it's like the next level of being stalking, a fan.
1: Stalking. It's a stalking fan. Is what it means, right? The stand.
2: Basically, basically that it, it comes from the song Stan by Eminem, but he had okay. a stalker fan. So yeah. <laughs> well, but, we but have, I
1: like I liked it.
2: We have one more match to talk about, Dutch. It was Jimmy Uso, one half of the new SmackDown Tag Team Champions, with his brother Jay versus Dominic Mysterio with Rey Mysterio in his corner. And I thought this was a fun matchup, a fun, like, little main event main matchup that we saw on this show uh, the fans gave uh, both teams a very good reaction uh but it was jimmy uso this time getting the victory thanks to a roll up with help from jay i thought like i said i thought the match was very good but i thought the finish was a little clunky like they messed up on the springboard into yeah. the samoan samoan drop which was supposed to be you know reversed into the sunset flip and then jimmy uh cradled him up but they seemed like they missed timed the spot a little bit but other than that it was a fun contest what did you know
1: they probably missed time the spot but they yeah. actually worked through it and yeah. it looked like they were struggling to exactly. gain advantage and it looked like a shoot and it was because he's working hard to get get in position now if you're watching it as a fan you're thinking they're working to gain uh a real advantage but they're just working to get into get into the space they need to be in I, I thought the show the match was good the right person won too, and uh they went on stage i didn't bring this up but when uh who came out and had the staircase behind him on the on the on the screen who was that oh, had the it was staircase behind him? no apollo yeah oh it looked great <laughs> you know, if, if you're just looking at it, it looks like a staircase is really there on that big screen.
2: Yeah. A, l- a couple of the videos, that like, it just adds to the to the Amios. I wasn't too big on the new set when I saw, like, pictures of it. But as far as, like, on TV, it looks great, I will say. Yeah,
1: it, it does. And there was another thing I was going to bring up. I, d- I didn't much, much. Go- oh, Roman Reigns. We'll get to that in a minute. This is the next one. But uh, I'll bring this up when we get there on the last one. Go
2: ahead. Well, we well we already talked about the uh the Roman Reigns promo, but what else did you have to? What no. else did you think about that one?
1: Okay, he's coming out as royalty, is what he's coming out as.
2: Yes, with that music, it's great.
1: But you can't use the robe because Nakamura had used that, and King Corbin has used that up. He can't yeah. come out there with a crown, but yet he comes out there. and He just got a white t-shirt on. <laughs> I think they could invest and make him look a little bit more like royalty. That would fit his gimmick more, don't you think?
2: I mean, there there's other this aesthetics that they can do to kind of add to it. I, I like the little gold golden gauntlet that he has, as far as like his little uh, his fist thing when he wrestles. But and I I kind of like the the white shirt. The white shirt is different it's at least different from everybody else. Everybody else wears black shirt. So him coming out to a white with the white shirt, although it can, it can look a little bit plain. It does add to him being at least different and standing out. Yeah.
1: But, but his, his color is up to now has been, has been black, right? Yeah. Yeah. I never liked the black because on anybody to tell you the truth, because I think you need to, it's a show. You know, you wouldn't go, uh, well, uh, you can't tell performers what to wear. But I think he, if, if WWE, it's not like they don't have the money to do it. I think they need to up, upgrade his appearance just a little bit. So maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I've been, I, 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 that's how I preface everything. Well, I may be wrong. And, you know, if somebody <laughs> said, well, you said this. I said, yeah, but I also said I may be wrong. So I was wrong. Okay. So, so what's your point? <laughs> so they don't. I, I take the point away from them before they get get to whatever they wanted to say.
2: Exactly. You you you're just dropping the mic. You on know me. who
1: I'm missing tonight. Who? Kenny Bolin. I'm missing <laughs> he don't want to join us anymore. Hey, he, ca- he? he. He called me the other day, and I've known him for years. You know how long we talked. How long did you guys talk? Two and a half hours. I couldn't get him off the phone. You know that guy. If he'd get paid by the by the word by word count, he'd be a millionaire. <laughs> he'd be a billionaire, truth. And he goes on and on and on. And then if he thinks of something else, he's off on that. But one thing that Kenny Bolin is not, he's not boring. No. And he was. You know, a lot of people might not know who he is because he's basically you know the state around Louisville, Kentucky. He's a heat. He's a heat missile. He's a heat magnet, buddy. When he walks the ring. You immediately you know you just dislike the guy and then when he starts talking to you you want to punch him so but he, he was good at what he did and well, he, he, he's, and he's a good guy too because he does a lot of charitable stuff around louisville and he does a lot of charitable stuff for the philippines because his wife or girlfriend was filipino so you know he you can say what you want to about kenny but he's, he's got a good heart and he's an entertaining guy
2: well, I'm going to pull the curtain back for the people watching us live and watching us on demand, Dutch. Kenny Boland going to be back with me on, for, the SummerSlam, for the SummerSlam preview next what? month. And uh, I, Dutch, you joined me for the, your, your first time on Sportskeeda was for the WrestleMania
1: preview. Oh, okay.
2: So oh, okay. I am inviting you to be on the SummerSlam preview, me, you, and Kenny Boland. What do you think about that?
1: That would be great. If, Boy, we could, uh, if we could if we could have so if we could have some damn tape to cover his mouth and, and <laughs> <laughs> you need to give me the silencer butt button where I go and cut him off at any time. So <laughs> well, but, like you know, that, would, to- that would actually be good, really.
2: I think it's going to be that, is, that is, that is already booked. I'm going to, I'm going to text the bosses when we're done here. That's booked in, but like you see on the screen, get your questions in for Dutch man, tell Dutch, I have a question for you because yes. we've already wrapped up this episode of SmackDown, but we got to talk about with you, the big news of the week. I know you're, you don't really follow AEW that closely, but yes. it's been in talks that they are going to be signing. Cm Punk and Daniel Bryan. What do you think about CM Punk returning to professional wrestling? And we've never really asked you what are your thoughts on CM Punk and his impact on professional wrestling in general before he eventually, if he does, possibly make his comeback to wrestling.
1: No, I I, I like CM Punk. I've known him not closely, but you know, in the early days of TNA, he was there, and that's where I kind of I got to know him and of course, but I never really worked with him, but I really like, like him. And the way he got over it is just cause it's like anything else. He had chemistry with the fans. And once you have chemistry, you will always have chemistry with those fans. And if he does go to AEW, it's actually, actually great for AEW, but it's actually yeah. great for the wrestling business because yeah. now you have an alternative product. And, and you've heard this for years and years and years. Oh, WWE—they do the same thing over and over and over. That's why I love tonight's show so much because it was so different. And you really didn't know what to expect. That's that's the point of that's that's the point of wrestling. That's the point of a good movie. That's the point of you know seeing a live show because you don't know what's coming next. And when they hit you with it. You know, you're just, you're just happy that you're hearing it because CM Punk knew how to connect with wrestling fans. And once he connected, he stayed connected the same way with Daniel Bryan. They talk about him going there too. So I'm glad that when these guys, uh, and I I can see why some guys quit WWE or they get, they, they get released or because that, that schedule will, is brutal. It will wear you out. And even though I read that, you know, they're going back to live events, which we've seen the last two, uh, two shows we've done, they have fans in the crowd. I think a lot of those guys didn't mind staying at home and doing a virtual, no. uh, the virtual wrestling, cause they didn't have to do nothing, but still they were WWE, to stay with their families. Yeah. And, and WWE were, was obligated to pay them. And uh, so they sat home and they made a, a heck of a salary and didn't have to leave their house. So when that's over, oh, you got to go back and do it. Oh man, I hate you know. But I don't, I don't. I think they were glad to go back because I think you know wrestlers are the worst to bitch and moan and oh God, I got to do this, I got to do that. Till til they see the check, then they say oh well. But even seeing the check after you made a lot of money, you know even the check doesn't sometimes doesn't stimulate them because you kind of get used to it, and you just feel your body. Yeah. See, CM Punk was doing an interview one time. He says, "Or somebody," I think he said, "We worked." Uh, I wasn't CM Punk. Somebody else. It was a uh, Seth Rollins. We worked 150 days last year, and I'm thinking, 150 days. I said, "Hell, I've worked 150 days in four months." <laughs> well, not, but I've, I've worked 150 days in six months. Yeah. You know, we used to have deals. We'd work 300 days a year on the road. In actual matches and made nowhere near the money these guys are making these guys are making a million plus yeah hell we was doing good to make 75 grand back in those days and I mean you know you had the big guys making money but and 75 grand I mean back in the 80s that, that was actually pretty decent money but you know uh, we didn't get rich some did but we didn't and he's more of me than they are of the, uh, the, the, the big money makers. But anyway, I liked the work. It didn't bother me. So it was just, it was just a fact of life. So, but I yep. think CM Punk getting back to our question, I didn't mean to get off base, but that's what <laughs> happens. You get hit on the head a couple hundred thousand times, but, uh, <laughs> but I think CM Punk, he will give AEW a really a big shot in the arm. And I think if, uh, Daniel Bryan goes there, he'll give him a real big shot of the arm. I would suggest CM Punk and Daniel Bryan not going there at the same time. No, I think you need you need to, you know, here and here. Yeah. Sep, se- separate them by a, at least a month. I would say.
2: I think they're going to. Remember, gonna do I've told a you that yeah. it's
1: not it's not the first step you make in an angle. It's the second step. So once CM Punk goes there, what are you going to do with him? You need to have that laid out. Before he even chose up, which I'm sure they will. Because I think if nothing else, you could actually you could ask Punk what he wants to do and let him tell you what he wants to do. Because I think he's 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 the one thinking about his career and his sh- trajectory, and he would have a good idea because I think he's got a really good head for the business. He knows not to get too too far ahead. And I think Daniel Bryan, I think he should have a a hell of a mind on him about the business because see, I don't know how much they let them utilize that in, uh, in WWE, but I think they will have a lot, a lot of room for individuality in AEW much more than they could have in WWE.
2: Yeah. They kind of work that into the deals where they have that kind of creative freedom. So I definitely wanted to hear your thoughts on it. And you think that it's going to be kind of a boost to their ratings and their buy rates. And what about with Daniel O'Brien? more importantly, my question to you was, is this gonna lead to more superstars making the same decision that Daniel O'Brien did? His contract expired, he was just in the main event of WrestleMania and now he wants to, it sounds like he's potentially going to AEW because he could work less dates, be more at home with his family, have more creative freedom and work in other places that WWE wouldn't allow him to do. Do you think this is gonna lead to more people
1: making that decision? Well, how many Daniel Bryan's you got there? Not too many in WWE. That's what what I'm saying. But uh, I don't think Daniel forgets that WWE is where they came along in his career and they helped him. I don't think he really forgot forgot that. But I think what happened, it's not like he quit WWE. I think in his head, he wanted a certain uh, uh, money amount in his contract that I don't think WWE was was willing to give up and so he used that and i don't know even how close aew came to it but at least he had an alternative yeah and now he's he's not leaving w uh wwe was we just like making independent shows because aew they would give him a, a platform and he still has his um now is all his merchandising is his now That's the main thing I can say. A guy jumps from WWE to AEW. I think all their merchandising kind of, I think what the company sells, that's one thing. But I think they are allowed to sell their own merchandise, which is a lot of money. It's a lot, a lot of money added up over a year's time. So, and see, and, 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 and WWE, I don't know what, I don't even know what you get out of that merchandising. But I used to get my checks. I was on the low end. And I would have just the biggest checks I've ever had. Just being on the low end, just for the sheer magnitude uh, and bigness that the WWE universe uncovers. So when you get that and you said, that, you're wondering who in the hell is buying this stuff? But somebody is because the money's there. And I don't know. uh, i did learn somebody told me one time i w- I wanted to do I've, I've done i've written two books uh you can find them on amazon just you know just search Why for it? my name but but it, but anyway i i, I heard the, the book deal book deal is like just ridiculously low and i'm thinking wait a minute but it's low but look at the the p- number of people that's in that universe so even yeah. though I could sell a lot more books and make a lot more money, I don't know. So, and they wanted me to do it under the WWE label and I said, I don't think so. Yeah,
2: you're not going to get as much money as you're going to do it on your, if, on your own. You,
1: I may I may be talking out of school now, but I, I asked one of the guys, one time, I won't say who it was, what he got out of it and he said a dollar and a half a book. I went, what? A dollar and a half a book? <laughs> I mean, that's, that's not, I, I was saying, well, yeah, that's not, that's not too good, so.
2: Not at all. Uh, let's get this one question in before we wrap things up, Dutch. Uh, we got Tim Lee saying, hello, Dutch. What was your favorite moment at the Mid-South Coliseum?
1: I think the my best, most memorable moment, well, I've had a lot. One of my memorable moments was getting on a 20-foot high scaffold. In the mid-south and i was so high i was looking straight across into the top deck 20 feet in the air and i'm thinking why in the hell did i even agree to to have this match but probably uh my most memorable moment in the mid-south coliseum was when i had my little uh run with, with jerry lawler and we were two good guys who went against each other Cause we were both at, we were both heels at one time. Then we both went baby faces. Then we went against each other. And remember I've, I've said this every time I talk to somebody, when you kind of get in that zone of, is this a shoot or is this, is this real or is this a work? We had them in that zone. Yeah. And because they actually believed we didn't like each other and the work reflected that because I have a couple of matches when I'm hitting Lawler. It looks like I'm taking his head off and him the same thing because, but I think the people enjoyed it. Uh, he enjoyed it and I enjoyed it. So,
2: and that was you-
1: my most memorable moment in the Mid-South College team. And you know, when they announced me, I mean, when they announced Lawler, half and half, half cheers, half booze. Then they announced me, half cheers, half booze. I'm the only guy who split the middle or even come close to splitting the middle with Lawler in his hometown.
2: That's why you are the great Dutch Mantel, <laughs> sir. <laughs> Dutch, please let the people know where they can find you on social hey. media and anything got going on.
1: You can find me on Facebook, uh, Facebook, just Dutch Mantel, and you can find me at uh, email at DirtyDutchMantell with two L's at gmail.com and on uh twitter what am i on twitter up i got dirty dustman one i think That's or what i am
2: there. dirty d mantel yeah. there you I, go that,
1: that could be at dirty d mantel i i should remember that stuff you know i need to get a check mark <laughs> a blue check mark
2: exactly i don't come know come on come somebody, on verify I,
1: I need somebody to help me how do we, you do that gonna, how do you
2: do we're going to get the sports key to people on, on that for you because yeah, you need blue check. Oh, I, I no, have enough I,
1: yeah, well, I, I I need help on that. Because remember, I told you, I'm, acknowledge me. I'm going to do a Roman. <laughs> acknowledge me. I'm stupid when it comes to the internet. I'm just lost, <laughs> period. And I'm not the only one, but I'm probably the only one who really admits it because everybody else, they have sense enough to go out and get help. No, I'm sitting here going, I don't know what to do. I should do, do a Baron Corbin, but just about the internet. I don't know. If, and people feel
2: sorry for me. <laughs> you were, you were internet, internet deprived. That's I am, I am you. really. The, the man, the Dutch, the Dutch fund, the dutchfund.com. Yeah,
1: <laughs> we could do that
2: and you can follow me on twitter at true sp3 all my work for wrestling daily is up on there for powered 4 tv and check out the true hill heat youtube channel tomorrow we go live at 9 a.m eastern time 2 p.m bst with true hill heat 135 it's going to be myself top guy jj and our special guest samara so check that out tomorrow Check us out next week, right back here on the Sports Keto Wrestling YouTube channel with another edition of Smack Talk reviewing Friday Night Smackdown. And next week, hopefully, our good friend Dutch, Rick Utino, is going to be healthy enough. Hey, I, didn't, I, didn't miss, I, didn't, I
1: didn't miss Rick tonight for some reason.
2: Because, you had, me, because he's, you had
1: me. Yeah, he's a show monopolizer. He just wants to get the whole show to himself. You know what I mean? Hey, you know what you need on Sports Keto? You need sure. a review show of our show.
2: I, I agree with
1: you, but, but
2: check out sportsketo.com <laughs> They do a whole bunch of articles on what Dutch has to say. Check that out. Check out the, all the great content right up here on the Sports Keta, uh Wrestling YouTube channel. Uh, Rick did an interview with Carmella this week you can check out the inside the cradle podcast with Rick and Kevin Kellum they do a great podcast every week covering the world of wrestling me and Kevin broke down the rock returning at survivor series as well as the Danny O'Brien to hey AEW. that's what we need
1: to talk about next week indeed we will the, start the off we meant we missed it today and I, I intended to talk about it but next week they be a that would be Oops. the central topic we got
2: plenty of time, Dutch, for sure. But yes, like this video, share this video on all your favorite social media platforms. If you're new to the Sportita Wrestling YouTube channel, hit that subscribe button. Hit the bell to stay notified for all the great content right here. Me and Dutch will see you next week right here on SmackDog For myself, for Dutch, for Rick Uchino, if he's in a hospital right now, send him your prayers on yeah. Twitter. We are we signing off.
1: We the people. Next time.